life just ain't fair and this ain't fair, but I'll tell you something that ain't fair is the enemy ain't got a chance. It just ain't fair because we have power over all the power of the enemy. And ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. The name of Jesus is a name that's above every name. I'll give him this. He's persistent, but he's consistent, consistently losing. Because there ain't no power in hell can defeat the or can defeat the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You ought to go ahead and clap your hands and worship the Lord and be glad for the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for the power. Glory. All right. Hey, have you missed this? Had you missed this choir and these musicians? Hallelujah. I appreciate them so much. Come on, give them a hand. They've done a great job today. Keep worshiping the Lord for a moment while they're going down. Well, I tell you, I am thankful for the Lord today. Lord of God, you know what you've been up, been standing, you can be seated in Jesus' name. Thank you again for being in the house of the Lord. Guys, I appreciate it. Y'all done a great job, honey. That was great today. Appreciate them leading us in worship. Appreciate your worship. I love to be where people are in the service, you know. And uh, I remember the first time I came into an apostolic church and they went to worship and I thought, whoo. But I thought, this might just be right up my alley. The way I was before I came to the Lord. I, so I said, this, this is different than I've ever seen. That was kind of my thing. Be, be different. I'm so glad to be part of the body. I'm glad I got y'all not on camera, so it, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'm glad to have some friends here today, but I don't know if I can say who you are, so I'm okay. I'm glad to have Sister Faye Fuller and Sister Becky with us today. They, they were around when I came into church, and well, Y'all had already went to pastor up in Virginia, I think, by that time, maybe. I can't remember now. It's been, that's been a long time, see, my memory. But they, they, they were in the church that I came from and been lifelong friends, my wife and sister, and uh, just um, appreciate them. Her husband was one of my dearest friends and such a great preacher and an encourager of young ministers. He encouraged me many times. I looked up to him so much, and I remember I got to speak one day at camp meeting where they've already let the young ministers get up there and kind of trip over themselves, you know. And But I got up and preached a little short thing. And after service, Brother Fuller said, would you mind if I, if I use that and preach that? He said, I like that thought. And boy, I was so flattered, you know, like, well, yeah, sure, man, yeah, go ahead, you know. And so he was just a dear friend, and he has gone on to his reward. But I, I tell you, if he's looking down today, he's shouting with us. I appreciate I appreciate great men that were in my life uh, that have helped shape me in this truth today. I appreciate all of them, and uh, God is good, good to us. He puts, he puts the people you need in your life, I guarantee you that. That's the truth, and I'm thankful for him today. I, I know it's, getting, it's hot, and the time is moving on, and so I want to uh, jump right here and, and preach for just a few minutes. Again, I want to say thank you to our visitors for being with us today. hope I'll get to meet you before... Uh, this service before we get out of here today. If not, please come back and um, let's make sure we connect and meet one another. Uh, after service, just so you know, if you're, because um, you see how hot it is in here and everything right now, once service is finished, altar call is done, things like that, um, the doors across the front, those two doors, the, that end door and the foyer doors will be open so that you can exit and everybody won't have to be 
uh, on top of one another trying to go out the doors. And then if we could, we don't want to stay in here just too long together fellowshipping. We, want to do, we do want to go ahead and move out so we can get outside. And, uh, but, you know, we're headed, headed small steps. We're headed in the right direction. We'll be fully back before long, and we just won't care what happens. We're, just, we're going to hug each other and love one another and, and everything. We're just being cautious. So just so you know, if you're ready, you know, you're worried. You know, if you've got some things going on, you want to get out quick, you can. Those doors will be open. And, uh, again, I'm glad to be home. John chapter 8 and verse 36. I know somebody said, well, he didn't say Acts chapter 2. It's Pentecost. <laughs> well, I'll get there. Well, I love this scripture. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I want to preach from that thought for just a few moments. Free indeed. Let's pray today together for the lesson. Pray for your pastor today. Lord, we love you. Thank you. For your presence that we felt today, I thank you for the worship, the music, and the singing, God. Thank you for blessing and just letting an anointing flow in the worship today. Thank you, Lord, for this word. and Let it encourage us now. Let it speak to our heart. Let it change us. Let it strengthen us today. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. I'm thankful for the word of God. Thankful for the word of God, and I'm thankful to not only be free, but I'm thankful to be free indeed. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference, praise God. Freedom, you know, is a big deal in our country. And this time of year, you know, we just had Memorial Day. We honor, and we should, rightly so, honor those that have given their life for the freedom we have in this country. And of course, we have. Uh, Veterans Day where we remember those who have fought in wars and, uh, and maybe even still serve today that uh, are doing their, their best to provide freedom for our country. And then, of course, July the 4th is coming, and it, it means so much more than just you know, picnics and fireworks and things like that. It's, uh, we celebrate freedom. It's a big deal for us. But I would tell you today that the greatest act and in instituting of freedom Ever that the world has ever known happened a little over 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem on 120 or about 120 gathered in an upper room. The day of Pentecost is more about, uh, it means more than just us being able to speak with other tongues and to feel the chill bumps that we feel or to feel the excitement we feel when the Spirit of the Lord moves. It was our freedom. It was the day that Jesus Christ, the Son, made us free indeed. People need to be free today. People want to be free today. And I'm not talking about just uh, natural things. I'm talking about they are tied to things from their past that have a hold on them. And let me tell you, you can do all kinds of things. You can change your name. You can move to another city But until Jesus actually gets a hold of your life, until you finally submit to him and say, I can't do this on my own anymore, you will always be dragging around the weight and the sin that will so easily beset you. But if you would just turn to Jesus, let me tell you, he will make you free. What he does, hey, listen, it makes you free. If you submit to it, it don't bounce off of you. It makes you free. It doesn't force you free. It makes you free. Whenever you submit your life to him and begin to take up your cross daily and follow him, once you give your life to Jesus, let me tell you, he will make you free. And if he makes you free, you will be free indeed. He does not do anything halfway. He does not just tell you that you're free in word. I was thinking about the the, the, the way this is worded it says you'll be free indeed. You, if there's a way you can be free in your actions. A lot of people say, well, I want to be free, but I keep doing this. That's why you need Jesus. I, I want to be free, but I keep going back. That's because you need Jesus. Let me tell you, you can turn over a new leaf. You can quit doing some things on your own, but it'll always be there until you let Jesus dispose of it. You've got to let Jesus make you free. 
hey, I, I know what I'm talking about. You say, well, I, was you raised in the church? No, I wasn't raised in the church. I was raised uh, in the world. I mean, I, we didn't just go to church a lot when I was growing up. And then when I got old enough to make my own mind up, I did my own thing. I said, I'm going to live like this. I'm going to smoke this, drink that, fight this, hate that, be mean to this, steal this, rock, whatever I want to do. I'm going to listen to this filth, watch this filth, be this filth. I just did what I wanted to do. And let me tell you, there ain't nothing I could do on my own to get rid of it. I needed Jesus. I needed to be free, but I needed to be free indeed. I needed to be able to not just say, well, some man told me I was free. I needed to feel freedom. You know, if a man were in prison and served his time, served his whole sentence, and they walked up to the cell and said, by the way, yesterday was your last day. Today is your first day of freedom. He would be so happy. And then they just turn on and walk off. Hey, wait, ain't you going to open this door? You free? It's all right. I'm not free as long as I'm still in. I don't want to just be free on paper. (laughs) I want to be free indeed. I want to be able to go. I want to be able to get out of here. I want to go somewhere. I don't want to just be free in word. I want to be free in paper. I want to be free in deed. I want to be able to go. I want to be able to move. I want to be able to walk by faith. I want to be able to walk in the spirit. I want to be able to live for God. I don't want to be battling every day, pushing things off every day. I want to be free indeed. I believe you want to be free indeed. Let me tell you, sometimes we think, well, it's just my lot to just suffer all the time. I believe suffering's coming. And I believe we'll go through some things, but there is no reason for us to feel like we are still captive. If I am a prisoner, then I am a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, he ain't like the world. That kind of prisoner has all the liberty and all the freedom that he will ever need. I want to be free indeed. If there's one thing that happened on the day of Pentecost, it was more than just 3,000 souls being baptized. It was 3,000 souls that were made free indeed. Jesus wasn't just trying to tell them something to tickle their ears. He said, listen, this promise is for you and for your children and all who are far off. He came to die and give his life so we could be free. I want to be free indeed. I don't want to be struggling with stuff all the time. Why would I struggle when Jesus shed his blood? Why would I struggle when he filled me with his spirit? I'm not talking about you know, like we're invincible or things like that, but let me tell you what God has. If, this, here we go. If God be for you. Or let me ask you, or what can separate us from the love of Christ? Hello, or greater is he that's in me. When those stop being pillow quotes and they, they get down here in the heart, when I start realizing greater is he that's in me. You want to know how I come we can walk away from sin because greater is he that's in me? Who's in you? The son. And if the son will make you free, When I submit to the son, I can just tell that devil talk to the hand. I I can just walk on by that sin. I can walk on by that temptation. When fear tries to grab my mind, I say, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Somebody needs to know today. Maybe you never realized what Jesus could do. Maybe you never realized how powerful living for Jesus really is. But them things you've been trying to quit by yourself, it'll go a lot easier if you will just give it up to God. The only way to be free indeed is through the Son. There ain't no other scripture in there. There ain't nothing else. I'm going to try something else. The only way to be free indeed is the Son has to make you free indeed. It's got to be him. He's got to do it. And when that day of Pentecost was fully come, Acts chapter 2 says, when that day was fully come, let me tell you, I'm glad for whatever happened in 1776. That's awesome. I'm glad for what has happened uh, when we have had victory and our battles natural and our country has enjoyed freedom and liberty, sure. But let me tell you, I am so thankful that that first day of Pentecost happened. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, 
they were all in one accord in one place. A lot of people think, well, Jesus went to Calvary, and that was enough. Even he didn't even think that was enough. He didn't. Oh, it was, he went to the cross, but that wasn't the end. He said it is finished, but he wasn't finished. Well, if, he, if, he, if, he, if that was it, then why resurrect? See, three days later, he come out of the grave. That wasn't it. That ain't even all. He said, now I'm going to appear for a little while. I'm going to go talk to him, tell him some things, give him some instructions. Then I'm going to ascend because if I don't go away, the Holy Ghost can't come. And then it wasn't long after that that this 120 said, we will go tarry in Jerusalem. We'll see what's coming, what the Lord's going to send, and that's where we pick up right here. He wasn't done at Calvary. Calvary was enough to get our sins washed away, sure. But he wasn't done. Even Paul said if, if that's all it was and Christ didn't rise from the dead, you'd, be, you'd still be dead in your sins. So he wasn't done. Just that part was done. Nobody else is going to have to die and shed their blood is what he was trying to tell us. And so suddenly there comes a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Fills all the house where they were sitting. There appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was the outpouring. And people standing around said, I have no idea what's happening here. But Peter had the keys to the kingdom, and he stands up and begins to give an explanation. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Lord. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And so Peter begins to explain what's going on here. Uh, this has been poured out. This is what you're seeing. Here's what's going on. And then he starts in verse 22. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, and ye yourselves shall know. He said, I, I want you to understand what you're seeing. You don't understand it, but I want you to understand it. This is what Joel talked about. But you, this don't mean nothing without Jesus, without the Son. And he started preaching Jesus of Nazareth. And he continued to preach Jesus of Nazareth. And this was the day that Jesus Christ, the Son, made us free indeed. We know that Jesus came to make us Free from sin. Free, free indeed is twofold. First is free from sin. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy uh, 1 and 15, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Thank God. In Matthew 1 and 21, it says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. In John 1 and 29, when he saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. In Matthew 9, Jesus healed a man by saying, Thy sins be forgiven thee. And then he went on to tell the people, So you will know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And then John said in his letter, 1 John 1 and 7, And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Without Jesus, my friend, without the Son, you cannot be saved from your sins. The scripture says, I could wash with much soap and water and my iniquity or my sin would still be marked before the Lord because I can't get rid of it. There are some things you will, and I will never be able to do on our own. It's going to take the Son of God. It's going to take Him. And this is what Peter began to preach, that it's Jesus that makes all this possible. And in verse 36 of Acts chapter 2, he said, Listen, Israel, you need to know that God has made this same Jesus that you crucified both Lord and Christ. And that provoked a question because they were pricked in their heart. I pray that whenever you read Scripture, you'll read something that will touch your heart. I pray that every time you sit in a church service that you'll hear something preached that will touch your heart because when God can touch our heart, we'll start saying, what do I need to do? And they said, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, 
every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And I'm stopping right there. Because first and foremost of being set free, it is to get rid of your sin. And he said you have to repent. Turn around from what you're doing. Give your life to the Lord and then be baptized in his name. And that will wash away, according to Romans uh, 3 and 25, all the sins of our past. Romans 3 and 25 says that by faith in his blood, we have remission of sins that are past. And so I, I understand today that when we're baptized in that water, by faith in his blood, the blood is applied to my life. When you come up out of that water, if you believe that he is the son of God and that he died for you, died for your sins, when you come out of that water, everything that went on before that moment is washed away. He has made you free from sin. He made you free from sin. That's why Paul described it when in Romans chapter 6. He writes a, a lengthy letter in, or chapter there about uh, our new birth experience, being buried with Christ in baptism and then being uh, raised up to walk in newness of life. But in Romans 6 and 7, he said, He that is dead or has crucified their life with Christ, he is freed from sin. Being saved from sin is being freed from sin. In verse 18, again, he says, being then made free, made free, made free. He that the Son is set free is free indeed. And you should know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If the Son makes you free, hey, aren't you glad that the Son makes you free? Being then made free from sin. But how am I made? It's not like that word made doesn't mean forced. It means once you have had faith in him, and faith in his sacrifice and faith in the blood of Jesus that when you're baptized in his name, it makes you free from sin. Just like if you uh, stick a, a, a dirty glass in some soapy water, pull it out, it makes it clean. He made you free from sin. He's given us a chance to be free from sin. And in verse 22, he says, but now being made from sin, we become the servants of God. And that's where the second part of our freedom comes in. See, he, to be free from sin is great, but if that's it, we're not free indeed because the new birth is twofold and being made free indeed is twofold. First, we must be made free from sin. We've got to be free from our sin. And on that first Pentecost 2,000 years ago, freedom from sin, from death, destruction, and who we were, uh, it, it came and now we're washed according to the Scriptures, sanctified and justified in the name of our Lord. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, the blood is applied, and that frees us from the sins of our past. Jesus made us free. But that's not all Peter said. My past is washed away, but now I still got a life to live. And it would be sad if we could be washed away from our sins, and then Jesus just left us to our own devices. Okay, I'm going to let you start again. I don't want to start on my own again. Amen. I realize that on my own, on my best day, the Bible says man in his best state is altogether vanity. The Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ways end up in death. You know what the wages of sin is? Is death. When men walk in their own ways, they will walk in sin. The Bible says by the disobedient of one man, all were made sinners. Oh, it's awful what happened in the garden. And because of that, you and I were born into this world, born into sin. I didn't ask for it. I was born into it. But then as I got older, I just embraced it and walked in it. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We need freedom from sin. But now, Jesus, you have made me a clean slate. I can't live in the flesh anymore. I didn't transform into some kind of ghost. I'm not some kind of divine flesh now I'm still human but I got something else living inside of me the second part of our freedom is found in the last line of Acts 2.38 and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost well what's that do 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 says now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is Liberty. You know where it's at? It's in here. You know what I got? I got liberty. 
That word liberty in the Greek means freedom. I'm free from making bad choices. I have the the ability now that I can be led of the Spirit and and turn away from ugly things and sinful things. He gave us freedom not to go and do whatever we want to do, but now we have the freedom to walk in the Spirit, to walk by the Word, to follow Him. Let me tell you, I'm not uh, uh, bound up to this world anymore. Oh, I can, I can quench the Spirit and make bad choices. But I'll tell you this, any Holy Ghost-filled child of God that chooses something that ain't of God, you went right past the Holy Ghost to do it. You didn't listen to the Spirit. Because I can tell you, the Spirit don't ever take a day off and say, you know what, you're on your own today. It will always be there trying to tell you, no, go this way, walk this way, do these things, stay away from that. Because it wants to see you make it all the way home. It wants you to be free indeed. It's not enough for me to have all the sins of my past washed away and then just walk around gathering new ones up. I need something to keep me. I need something to walk in. I need the Spirit of the Lord. And so where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Freedom. But it also comes from a word that means not a slave. We were slaves to this world or servants to this world. And it can mean you're not a slave, either freeborn or set free. God set us free. On the day of Pentecost when Peter preached that message, he had the keys to the kingdom. He was unlocking the prison cell for all of mankind so that they could be free indeed. He wasn't just telling them, hey, that Jesus died for them and then not give them an answer. He told them, Jesus died and here's what you got to do. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That word also means to be unrestrained as a citizen. It doesn't mean that we have now, oh, unrestrained, I can just do what I want to do. Though it means unrestrained as no, there ain't no devil in hell. There ain't no addiction from hell. There ain't no spirit from hell. There ain't nobody in this world can wrap me up and bind me and force me to do things that are not of God. You are your own person. And ain't nobody can force you to do anything that you don't want to do that's not of God. And if you got the Holy Ghost, it'll warn you and tell you, and it'll keep you unrestrained. We need the Spirit to be free indeed. Baptism in His name, faith in His blood, remits and frees us from sins of our past. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit, frees us to live and walk in the newness of life. Paul said that after we have been buried with Him in baptism in the likeness of His death, We are also raised in the likeness of his resurrection to walk in the newness of life. And this is how Jesus, the son, makes us free indeed. Yeah, that's how I become free indeed. He washed my sins away and then gave me power to continue living soberly and righteous in this present world. Just because the world is falling apart don't mean you got to fall apart. You and I don't have to react the way the world reacts to things. We don't have to go the way of the world. We don't have to say, well, everybody's doing it, so we'll do it too. We walk on the straight and narrow, not on the wide path that is broad and full of destruction. And it's all from him. It's the son. It's the son's name in baptism. And he said, even Jesus said, and the Holy Ghost will will be sent in my name. It's all about him. When John the Baptist spoke of Jesus, he said that Jesus would come and baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. How come people are so afraid to let Jesus do what he wants to do? I see people today say, well, all that, all that, stuff, that spiritual stuff ain't for me. Then Jesus must not be for you. Oh, no, I believe in Jesus. Then why don't you let him do what he wants to do in your life? Because he simply wants to set you free. He came to set us free. He didn't come to hold us under his thumb. He didn't come to to tear us up and just leave us on our own. He came to set you free. The things that you can't get away from, he can get you away from them. 
If the Son make you free, you're free indeed. Water and Spirit makes you free indeed. That's why Jesus said in John 3, you must be born again. You'll never know real freedom until you're born of water and the Spirit. Uh, uh, Some people say, well, you don't have to be baptized. Well, then you're just half free. Some people say you don't have to receive the Holy Ghost. Well, then you're half free. Some of you say you don't have to do neither one of those things and you ain't free yet. Somebody's car is having church. (laughs) Praise God. Jesus said that he would send the comforter unto us, which is the Holy Ghost, in John 16 and 7. But then in verse 13, he says, this is what the Holy Ghost do. He said, it's the spirit of truth, and it will guide you in all truth. You want to be able to walk right? They were singing it in that song, power to walk right, power to talk right, power to live right. If you want to be able to do that, you want power over the power of the enemy, you need the Holy Ghost. It's not enough just to be cleansed and then left to your own way. We need something to keep us from turning back to the world. We need to be free indeed. In John chapter 4, I'm getting ready to to wind down, don't worry. In John chapter 4, Jesus meets a woman at the well and he begins to talk to her. And and he asks her for a drink of water. And she says, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Why are you asking me for something to drink? You have no dealings with us. He said, well, if you just knew who I was and if you knew the gift of God, you would ask me and I would have given you living water. And then he told her, he said, let me give you a little secret about this living water. You can drink this water you're pulling up here all day and you'll always come back and and draw again. You'll thirst again. But if any man drink of the living water that I give, he will never thirst again. He didn't mean that you would never get naturally thirsty again. He said, but your desire for the things of the world will slowly fade away. The things that you uh, put your trust in in this world are going to lose their hold. You know that woman, she came with a water pot, but when she left, she just left the water pot and everything. After after you meet Jesus, those things that seem so important, you'll just leave them behind because you'll realize, I don't really need those things anymore. Godliness with contentment is great gain. It's great gain, not a great Dane. It's a great gain. Maybe it's a great Dane. I don't know. It's great gain. I am content with what Jesus has done in my life. I am satisfied with being born again. I don't need to try. Uh, I'm oh, born again. It's kind of lost its lost its shine. It don't ever lose its shine. <laughs> Being full of the Holy Ghost don't never lose its excitement. Knowing that what would have put me in a devil's hell has been removed from my life. I can't ever get tired of that. Jesus set me free. But not just in word, he set me free indeed. I don't have to just say I'm free. I can live free. I'm free indeed. Let me tell you, those things will lose their grip on you. When you taste and see that the Lord is good, those things will lose their grip. They'll start losing their hold. The scripture said, any man putting his hand to the plow and looking back. I don't want to be looking back. And also, uh, the scripture says that if we had been mindful of the country from whence we came, we would have opportunity to go back. I don't want to go back. Paul said, if I build again the things that I have destroyed, he didn't destroy them in his himself. He destroyed them through his faith in Christ. If I build again the things that I have destroyed, hey, I don't want to go back. I don't start, I told people before, I said, quit grave robbing. When, the, oh, when you go down in that, when you're buried in that watery grave and all them sins are down there, stop, stop trying to pull that water, quit, quit searching in the water for, oh, I just need to go back. I just need to go back. No, you are free indeed. You just think the enemy will tell you you still need it, but you don't need it because when you get that living water, you won't. 
you won't thirst for those things anymore. Being tempted and thirsting for them is two whole different things. The enemy will tempt you with, with things that you used to do. Let me see if this lure still works. He'll say, uh-uh, it don't. I got something. I, I don't need your junk. I don't need your tricks. I don't need this world. I don't need those things. I have tasted the living water. I've tasted what it takes to be free indeed. Jesus mentioned, what was he talking about living water? Let me, let me just read further in John, John chapter 7 real quick, and then I'm going to close with this. John chapter 7 and verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, not natural thirst, Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't pouring cups of water for people. He, 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 he stood up to say something spiritual, something to let them know, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Is there, you know, what happens? You get out and you're working and doing things when you exert yourself and you get dehydrated and, and, and you say, I got to get some water. I got something to take care of this natural body. You know what happens when you live in this world? That spiritual man gets dehydrated and you start saying, man, there's something missing in my life and you're trying to fill it and satisfy it with all these other things, but there's only one thing that'll satisfy that yearning, that, that spiritual thirst, and that's to get a drink from him. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus was telling them, if you thirst, just believe on me and I'll give you living water. It will satisfy you, and you will lose that desire for the things of this world. When people start heading back toward the world, they hadn't been to that fountain of living water in a while. The Bible says that we pray in the Holy Ghost and build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Listen, when the Holy Ghost is more than just a one-time experience. Oh, I got it now. Oh, that was great. Man, don't put the cap on it. Don't bottle it up. Don't cut it off. It needs to be flowing. He said it's a river. Rivers, don't build a dam on that river of living water. Let it flow. Don't quench the spirit. Let it flow. Because now we're supposed to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit. He said you mortify the deeds of the flesh in the spirit. You're never free indeed until you're born of water and then born of the Spirit. The water will get rid of the weight of the past and the Spirit will carry you on through the future. If that same Spirit that raised Jesus up dwells in you, then He will also quicken your mortal bodies through that Spirit. I'm glad that the Son has made me free, but I'm glad He's also made me free indeed. That he didn't just free me from sin, but he also freed me from the chains of this world. The Bible says, remember it said that we're unrestrained. When Paul wrote, honey, come to the music, or I'm going to just keep preaching. In Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, in verse 15, I believe that's where I'm at. He said, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again or the spirit of restraint. You see, if the, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is in the sense of that you are unrestrained. That spirit keeps, those, those things can't grab. They'll try, but they can't hold on to you. Yeah, uh, they, they try to bind you up. You can't bind me up. Hey, the only time you get tangled up in stuff is when you tangle yourself up. And that enemy, that enemy cannot just tangle you up unless you let him. Oh, he, he's going he's gonna to get me. The way you keep saying that, and he will. That's why you're supposed to say, get behind me. That's why you're supposed to submit yourself to God. What happens when you submit to God? You're born again. You have to submit to be born again. Lord, I submit to you. So I, when he wrote that letter, he wrote that to the church. Look, you, you've repented. You've been baptized in his name. You've been filled with his spirit. You submitted to God, but you've got to submit to God 
Then resist the devil and he'll flee. But if you ain't free indeed, you better leave him alone. If some guys in the book of Acts tried that, they tried to cast devils out of a man saying, hey, we, we adjure you by Jesus that Paul preaches. I've heard about Jesus. Let's try this. Let's see if it, we can do it. You don't play around with, with that kind of stuff. And, and being free indeed ain't nothing to scoff at or play around with. It's for your, it's for your everlasting life. I want to be free indeed. Well, they tried it. And because they would just have, just knowing his name don't make you free. Come out. And that devil said, well, I know Paul and I know Jesus, but I don't know who you are. And they jumped on them and whooped them up and run them off. And it was bad for them. But when you're free indeed, you have power over all the power of the enemy. When you're free indeed, when you have that name, when you have that spirit, when that blood has been applied to your life, when you can call on that name of Jesus, when you can pray and, and worship and speak in other tongues and the Spirit make his intercession for you, for the Spirit helpeth thy infirmities. Let me tell you, I don't say you won't struggle, you won't have bad days. I ain't saying you won't fall flat on your face sometimes. But you'll never quit. You won't give up unless you give up on the Holy Ghost. If you won't give up on the Holy Ghost, it'll pick you up every time. Yeah. If you won't give up on the Holy Ghost, it'll pick you up every time. But when we give up on God and turn our back on Him, we have no help. I don't ever want to turn my back on the freedom that God has given me. I am thankful today to be free indeed. I have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. I have received the spirit of liberty. I am not restrained. I am no longer bound to the things of this world. I am free, Paul said, from the law. I'm free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from it. Aren't you thankful today that the Son can make you free? Free indeed. Let's stand together. When I was baptized in His name, I was freed from the sins of my past. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, all things are made new. Well, how do I get into Christ? Galatians says, you're baptized into Christ. So when I am in him, that's when I'm new. I'm free from the sins of my past. Those things are passed away. I am free from sin. But when I was filled with the Holy Ghost, now I have the unrestrained freedom. The power to walk in the new, the newness of life. To be led in all truth. To be free from fear of bondage. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost, my friends. Freedom. Because He was not only making us free from sin, but He was giving us the Spirit. And the Lord poured out His Spirit on all flesh and said, The promise is unto you and to your children. Repent. Every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't know if whatever it is you're struggling with today, let me tell you, you can be set free. Maybe you've already been baptized and, and hey, it's, and those sins have been washed away but you're struggling. Maybe you haven't received the Holy Ghost yet. Well, it's for you today. If you've never received the Holy Ghost Speaking in other tongues, it's for you today. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, you can do that today. If you believe, the Bible says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If you want to be free, if you're tired of just living a halfway life, living in the bondage of this world, then freedom's for you today. You can find it in this altar. You can find it where you're at. But you can pray to that holy God and be set free today. If the Son make you free, you will be free indeed. It's going to take Jesus. You can't go on the prayers of Grandma. You can't go on the prayers of your pastor. It's got to be you saying, Lord, I believe you died for my sins. I believe today that you gave your life for me and that you rose from the dead. I believe that. I repent of my sins. I'm sorry for the things that I have done in this life. I'm sorry for the things that have happened in my life. I'm sorry for the times I didn't follow you. I'm sorry. Repent of your sins. 
Hallelujah. And if you believe that he can forgive you, hey, listen, I'll baptize you in Jesus' name today. And if you want the Holy Ghost, you can come down here and repent and pray right now. We'll pray you through the Holy Ghost. All that would, let's find a place in this altar today. If you'd like to pray, come down. If you'd like to receive the Holy Ghost today, come down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray for for one another. Pray for one another. Hallelujah.
we're getting ready. Uh, a lot of excitement happening. But uh, Randy's going to get baptized in Jesus' name. They're fixing to take him back. We're going to get ready. So, got a couple at least, a couple at least to be baptized today. If you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus and you believe, don't just do it because, well, it's Pentecost Sunday. I guess I'll go get baptized because that's what you do. No, if you believe and you want change in your life, if you want that freedom in your life, if you want those sins of your past to be remitted, and you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose from the dead, then let me tell you, you need to believe and be baptized. That's Mark 16 and 16, in case you think I'm just making it up. <laughs> and you come and get baptized today, and when you come out of that water, we're going to pray that God will fill you with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. So... Continue to worship, continue to pray. We're going to get changed and get ready to baptize. If you need somebody, if you decide to be baptized, just get a hold of one of these people. They'll show you where to go. God bless you. Thank you for being in church on Pentecost Sunday. We love you.
on somebody. My goodness, God's good, isn't he? Here is water. What doth hinder me from being baptized? One man asked that question when Jesus had been preached to him. When the sacrifice had been made clear to him what Jesus had done. And when he believed on Jesus, they came upon a pool of water. And he said, what's stopping me from being baptized? Here's water. And Philip said, if you believe, you can. Let me tell you, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins today, you come on and get baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're excited for Randy. He's about to be baptized. Any of his friends that came with him want to come up so they can right here and take pictures or anything like that. We've got some taking pictures back here, but let's, let's enjoy this with this fellow today. Let's rejoice with him. Brother Randy, come on. to follow you, Lord, and be buried in baptism in your name. God, I ask you to place your hand upon him and put your spirit within him. Lord, let him walk in newness of life. Let him be a light shining in this world and use him for your glory. God, we're going to praise you for these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. My, my, I know anybody else out just looking. I always check. So, hey, thank you for being here today. Thank you for celebrating and worshiping on Pentecost Sunday. And, hey, we're, we're just glad what God's doing. We'll be back tomorrow night, Monday night, 7 o'clock. We'll be here for Monday night prayer. Wednesday night, we have a missionary coming on Wednesday night uh, from Bangladesh. Bangladesh, yes. So um, we're excited about that. And so be here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. That's going to be a, a, a great service. Uh, tell somebody about Jesus today. Pray for our land. Pray for our country. Pray for our city and the safety in this city tonight. We love you. God bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.